I'm Danny Vallant, and this is Dirty Linen, the podcast that takes the issues the hospitality industry finds hard to air in public and shakes them all about. To wrap up the first week of Dirty Linen, we're chatting to two very different restaurateurs. Geneve Baines owns Ish Restaurant in Fitzroy. It's a progressive Indian restaurant. And Toby Kingsley is the manager of the Cherry Tree Hotel, a backstreet pub that's been getting through the pandemic in some fun and interesting ways. It's been a pretty crazy week in Victoria and Melbourne in particular. We saw the restrictions not ease as expected and diner confidence seemed to plummet. We saw no-shows and cancellations increase. It's certainly been an interesting week. Geneve Baines is the owner of Ish, a progressive Indian restaurant in Fitzroy. Geneve, how's it going? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. It's been, I guess, a stressful few days. Things were beginning to get better for us. As I told you earlier as well, we started seeing a rise in customers. The people were confident they were wanting to come out and things were good for over the last three weeks. But then we saw a real dip, as you know. What happened on Saturday? So, so yeah, so basically I was just running some errands for my restaurant and I was just, I just got a notification on, on a tweet and I saw that this uh, announcement's been made. And so basically, uh, probably about an hour or two hours later, we were fully booked that night. And then I started getting a couple of calls for concerned customers saying that we want to cancel. And which was fine though, because new bookings came through and it was all good. But then I noticed on Sunday, Monday, like, the website traffic dipped, my Google traffic, you know, um, analytics dipped, and I wasn't getting any new bookings. We, we used, used to usually get like on a Sunday, you might get 10, 15 or more new bookings come through on a Monday. I didn't see that happen. And then I was just getting a bit concerned. And then on Monday, I, I was getting calls for tables of eight and six that were wanting to cancel as well. So I started wondering like, you know, is this just me or is this happening to everyone? So. I sort of got onto this group that you set up, which was uh, the hospitality owners group. And I thought I'll ask the question and then I guess I wasn't the only one and I spoke to a few other owners. Yeah, so that's where we were at. You had one party that sounded like it was gonna be a special night? Yeah, it was gonna be an engagement. So someone was gonna be proposing to their partner and he was just sort of finalizing the date. It was gonna be mid-July or maybe uh, in the first week of July, depending on when he did it. and. Obviously, we can't go through with that anymore either. So, yeah, it is what it is, I guess. How do you feel about it? Look, I mean, I understand. Like, of course, people are concerned. and But then at the same time, I think because restaurants were starting to get back up and things were looking good for us and things. Now, again, I think it's going to push us back by a few weeks because the consumer confidence is gone. You know, we're seeing all these headlines. So it is... I not say depressing, but I mean, I guess it's not, it doesn't feel nice, but I guess we've just got to keep pushing through and hopefully the new cycle changes and, and the cases go down and we're able to see some change and be maybe, maybe have some looser restrictions starting towards, you know, the 19th of July. So that's what I'm looking forward to. And we just do whatever we can. So we protect our customers looking after our staff as we've always done so we're just going to keep doing the same so at least when you come to our restaurant you're going to feel safe you're going to see that we're following all the rules you you're doing everything that as planned so we're doing our bit let's just keep pushing it's tough isn't it because you know if you're sanitizing like crazy and you're following all the guidelines once people come to the restaurant but if people aren't even getting as far as looking at the website then 
it's it doesn't matter what you do once they arrive, does it? No, it doesn't it doesn't really matter because I mean, of course, like like I was, you know, like people were feeling very confident and people were going out, going to the shopping centers and whatnot. I mean, that might have led to certain spikes and increases or whether people went for, you know, whatever they did, whether it was, I don't even think it was the Black Lives Matter march as much as it was mostly, as they're saying, community transmission, people having large gatherings at homes, not even in restaurants, because in restaurants, we didn't even have large groups and we follow all the precautions. But yeah, it, 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 it is the way it is. So how do you feel about the decision? Do you, do you think it was the right decision to um, keep the restaurant restrictions mostly where they were? I mean, obviously Dan's being, you know, uh, precautious and stuff. But I mean, if you're looking at countries around the world, you look at, you know, what's happening in the US or India where I'm from and things like that. Like we're in a much better position. We're, we're, we're seeing maybe, you know, a few double digit rises. But I think when you do open things up, you are going to have spikes. We are going to have these sort of issues that are going to come up. But then that was the idea for us to close down for two or three months to, you know, shore up the hospitals, get your ventilators in place, you know, get, get all the beds up, get everything done, get your, you know, they have the COVID safe app. So, I mean, as things ease up, it's inevitable. It is going to happen. If it doesn't happen in Victoria, it's probably going to happen somewhere else. It is going to happen. It's just about how I think we handle it. And if we keep shutting down, I think maybe that's not going to be good for the economy either. Like it has to be done in a more planned and better approach. Personally, I feel what I feel is like, I mean, if, if the, I mean, not the media or if the, uh, the premier or the prime minister, they, they go out there and say, yes, we are going to open things up. We're going to have a rise, but we're okay with that. Because then I think it doesn't make, it doesn't hit those sort of headlines. That's what I think personally. Like if we're prepared for a certain number of cases to come up. Yeah, sure, sure. I guess, yeah, when there's increased people in the community, there is going to be community transmission, but I guess they're just trying to keep that that reproduction number down. Yeah, it's a tricky one. It is. It is. Like I, I think I read the r not was like above 1.5 or something. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, is, it, is, it is going to happen. Otherwise, then we just have to, follow a, a elimination you know strategy but i think what we're trying to do here is suppression so you're going to see spikes and things like that do you think that you've been uh, particularly badly affected because you're in the north of melbourne close to uh, some of the local government areas that have been identified as hotspots? yeah that's something that I, I i believe but i'm not sure which is why i was asking around to see how everybody else is going i still actually don't know because i haven't seen enough information for me to sort of draw a conclusion. I mean, it's all anecdotal, I guess, at the moment. When you, some of your customers were cancelling, were, were they, when some of your customers were cancelling, were they talking about the hotspots, for example? No, no. So they just said, oh, you know, I have a table of six or I have a table of eight and we have a few people coming from different suburbs and then seeing the news and, and what's happening, we're not feeling too confident about it basically, or there was a larger group, you know, as well. So then they, again, same thing, like, you know, some of them were confident while some of them weren't. So a smaller group came, you know, so it's, it's sort of like that. So people are, they're not saying that it's because you're in Fitzroy. They're just saying that because of what they're seeing in the news and there's a second wave and whatnot. 
but that's what's scaring them at the moment. And so what are you doing? Are you considering any extra precautions uh, to pe- give that extra level of safety when people do arrive? Yes. So so what, what I have uh, decided to do is, in, in addition to all the practices that we are following, is to get a, a thermal temperature meter so I can check their temperatures as well. So, I mean, if someone potentially, you know, could be carrying temperature or has a temperature, so we can obviously try and do that. And I think it's more from a psychological point of view as well. It gives people that sort of level of security as well to sort of see that, okay, fine, there's no one in this restaurant at the moment who probably has fever, you know? So I'm doing that now. So that's what I'm doing because I think you want to make people feel nice and safe once they're in. So I think that's going to be an extra layer, which I think will make people feel nice. And so how are you feeling about the next month or two? Yeah, I'm just, I was just thinking about the next couple of weeks, to be honest, because it's hard to sort of think that far ahead. <laughs> it's so hard, yeah. Yeah, so what I'm just, yeah, I'm just thinking, uh, I'm, I'm really curious to see how the weekend goes. So, so far we're uh, half, half booked at the moment for the restaurant. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, I'm really curious to see what the new cycle is going to be because I'm afraid I may have more cancellations is what I'm sort of wondering, is that going to happen? Am I going to have another 10, 15 people drop out, you know, by, by, by Friday? So I guess it all depends on how things go and what the transmission rates are. And, and then we'll see. And then only then I can sort of draw a conclusion to see how the following weeks are going to be. But I think it will get better. So, I mean, I am optimistic. So I'm glad that this situation hasn't knocked all the optimism out of you. When I come to Ish next time, what do you recommend that I order? I I reckon, I don't know if you've had a duck korma. No. Uh, it's quite nice. We recently, yeah, we recently put it on, on the menu. So it's a, it's a duck leg, which we confit. So we do a spice rub. So it's a dry spice rub. And we uh, have like cumin, coriander, seeds, fennel, and then you put cumin, coriander powder, and garam masala, and things like that. And then we put it in the uh, spice rub in a gastro, and we leave that there for about 12 hours, and then they add some oil, and then we cook it in the oven, confit the duck. And then they cook it and make the skin nice and crispy, and then you make and you serve that with a korma sauce. So you've had a korma sauce, yes. it's like a cashew yeah, yeah. korma, which has got a similar, similar spices, similar spices to that. So it's like an authentic korma sauce, but with a nice duck and you serve that with some silver beet it's really nice wow i love the way that you um you combine some of those european techniques with the indian flavors and i know that i can just see that in my mind the presentation at ish is so beautiful i'm sure it looks great on the plate it's really nice sort of falls off the bone everyone really loves it so yes i look forward to you look forward to you trying it yeah it would be nice Yeah, well, I look forward to coming along and hopefully before too long it can be a full buzzing restaurant, Uh, everyone (laughs) at a good temperature (laughs) and the streets uh, with, yeah, with a few more people on them and a bit more confidence in the air. It's it's interesting that balance between, you know, the rules are one thing and then confidence is another and they don't necessarily align, do they? No, there's there's not because like, like, as you know, there was, a restriction and you can only have a table of six but now you can have a table of 10 but you don't see that in the news or you don't see people talking about that because everyone's now focused on you know the 50 restriction maybe not happening or the you know rise in cases happening so i mean certain things have eased 
eased up as you can see as well of course certain uh things that were supposed to get further remove the restrictions those have you know not happened but it's not all you know doom and gloom but let's see well i wish you very uh bright horizons and yeah hope you can soon push the future out beyond a couple of weeks and just look at look forward to some really good months and years ahead at your lovely restaurant so um yeah. thanks Geneve. thank you for that danny look forward to some more bookings coming in for you this weekend Oh, thank you so much. And yeah, everything I think you've done so far has been really great, like in terms of, you know, having all the information on your website, setting up the forums and especially in the beginning, everyone was so stressed. You didn't know where to get the information and whatnot. So that was really helpful. And even now, I think this podcast and other things that you're doing. So it's really good. Thanks for that for everyone, I guess. No worries. Well, I don't know. I don't know how we edit around the nice things you're saying about me on this podcast because this is about you. But thanks so much for saying that. And, no, but it's uh, yeah, true. I'll catch up with I you like, soon. Yeah. Thank <laughs> okay. you so much. Toby Kingsley is the manager of the Cherry Tree Hotel, tucked away in the back streets of Cremorne, a little subset of Richmond in the inner city of Melbourne. It's a real neighbourhood pub. There's lots of graphic design studios and startups in the street surrounding, as well as a lot of funky residential homes. It's a real community place and they've been innovating, pivoting like crazy and making their way through the deep woods of the pandemic. How are you doing, Toby? Yeah, real well, thanks, Danny. How about yourself? I am not too bad. Uh, yeah, loving loving hearing your stories. And it was someone who got in touch with me on, on social media who told me about a very interesting, well, not I don't know, interesting is the right word, but a, a no-show story. We were hearing a lot of no-shows and cancellation stories this week in Victoria. And I just wanted you to Talk me through your interesting situation. Yeah, sure thing. Um, look, we had a booking for last Friday from a local business that books with us fairly frequently for um, 20 people for five hours, sort of from midday to five o'clock. Um, Friday's being a really busy time for us, even you know pre-lockdown and especially now even post-lockdown. Uh, they did ring in the morning to ask if they could increase the numbers and look, we, we're limited to 20 people inside so we had to knock them back on that. Uh, got to 12.15, didn't see anyone there, uh, sort of rang them up, asked if they were still coming down and they sort of said, well, actually, busy morning, didn't have a chance to call you, sorry, we just decided we'd have a barbecue instead. Oh my God. <laughs> um, you know, I think at the time they kind of viewed it, it was the first involved sort of thought, I was sorry for the in- inconvenience. And I'm like, well, it's a bit more than an inconvenience. I might have used some salty language at the time. So, but but uh, I sort of said, look, uh, I've got to run. I'll see you later. Uh, and we sort of stewed on because we'd had that booking for a week and the phone's been ringing nonstop since we reopened and people trying to book with us and we've only got such a limited space that that most of the time we have to knock people back um and you know it's it's a special thing for people to come to the pub again um in so far as you know that 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 look in people's eyes when they haven't had a tap beer and in three months it's 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 been quite wonderful um so it's sort of you know it was upsetting for everyone that gets to miss out that day because you know this no show but also from a financial point of view for the pub um if we don't fill these seats you know we're we're in deep trouble um so yeah we thought about it and thought well we can't really sort of take this lying down as such so we, we put together a bill 
sort of predicated on, you know, $50 a head for five hours, which is quite conservative, I would say, for that. You know, it was $1,000 at that point. Um, and put together a letter with it, sort of saying, look, this is the situation. We're in, you know, sort of, you know, we're in dire straits here. Um, and, you know, we'd like to bill you for this, but we will apply that to your next booking. So we, uh, yeah, decided we'd go down to their office. Uh, we've got a ute. The pub's got a ute. We've been using it since the start of lockdown. We dressed it up with the pub logo all over it and mounted a flag with the pub flag on it. And uh, we had an old PA from our old pub lying around that's um, quite hefty that we mounted on the back. Um, we'd do deliveries and we'd play music as we're driving around doing deliveries so people would hear us coming and trying to sort of uplift the community. What would you play? Oh, all sorts of things like <laughs> Baker Street would always melt the crowd you know like people be dancing in the street to that um you know we built this city when we're driving past building sites that kind of thing <laughs> that's so great i love it if if cheesy music isn't going to get us through this then i don't know what is i think it's been good for us as well it's you know you could have a you know, really dark day sometimes here really worrying about things and then you, you go on the road and you know drop off you know fruit and veggies or, or booze or whatever to people's places playing tunes and um yeah it, it's just funny um so yeah we loaded up the rig and drove out the front there and played the angels you know am i ever going to see your face again inspired absolutely inspired <laughs> that's, that's the thing and look to be honest they've, they've they've been really good about it they, they paid the bill um and you know i think you know they, they kind of realized that this is sort of not the time to be doing this sort of you know they felt bad about it they, you know they, they've done the right thing by it so i can't thank them enough for that for sort of saying around this um uh yeah i think sort of you know, it, for 20 people to, to pull out here in the dining room, we can normally fit, you know, 100 people in there. You know, it's, it's, it is an inconvenience, but these days it's sort of, um, it's, it's a big deal. Um, and, you know, it's particularly for even places smaller than ours. Um, they would really suffer from this sort of thing. It's a funny time, isn't it? Because you're not only, you know, running your business you're also communicating to the dining public you know the rules and and not only the rules but the rules that they are this week and the rules that they are next week and the rules that are coming up I mean it must be so challenging it is yeah look I mean it was challenging for us as a business to find the rules to begin with like the, the announcement was made by Daniel Andrews that you know in two weeks time we can reopen which we we're stoked about but uh it took another eight days to get the, the nitty-gritty on, on what the rules of engagement were, and they were really important, A, because we want to abide by them, and B, that would determine how we would book out the space. Um, so the rules were presented, then they were rescinded, then republished sort of with, I think, five days to go at that stage. So it was very – it was cutting it fine for us. Um, and, you know, it, it was difficult to find on their websites and it hasn't been backed up with a sort of a public education campaign, essentially. So it's been left to us to educate people how it all works now and the rules are different state to state. People get confused as to, you know, think other states' rules apply with us, that sort of thing. Um, and it's hard because, you know, people aren't used to coming to a pub and being had to having to sit sit down, stay put, you know, getting full table service, um, you know, not approaching a bar, that sort of thing. It's, you know, it's a foreign concept. And I get it, you know, I mean, we've we've had to do a lot of study to work out what to do, but for the average punter that doesn't work in the industry, it's a, 
yeah, it's it's a whole new it's a whole new way of doing things. How do you uh, train your staff to to do that, to communicate that, and 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 to stay positive in amongst it all? Look, we try to make it fun. Like it, it's it's a new skill for us doing full table service. Look, I sort of liken it to getting back on a bicycle I haven't ridden in fourteen years that I wasn't good at riding to begin with. Um, <laughs> but um, the crew is adapted to it very, very, very well. Um, they've had to adapt to a lot in the last few months. Um, look, we try and crack a joke with it all and that uh, with people. It's it's a mouthful sometimes. You know, it's it's people are quite often surprised as to how things work but look the punters have been great too you know like we're, we're chewing through the hand sanitizer here you know they're all availing themselves to it we've got it set up everywhere um you know it involves doing a lot of cleaning these days which is you know it has to be done um it's been good we've got a couple of nursing students working for us so we started getting into the habit of of you know keeping things hygienic and super hygienic sort of from february onwards um yeah but it's yeah it's a learning experience still how are you feeling about the the weeks and months ahead toby um cautiously optimistic to realistic i mean i can't you know i can't sort of discount the possibility that you know there could be a second wave we might have to go back to square one but it's going to be easier second time around because we've done it already before and then we can snap back to doing what we're doing um, I'm hopeful as well that you know that things will 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 get better. That restrictions, particularly, you know, that will if we get to you know 50 limit, that's really good for us. Um, 20 is still tight, but we're still clawing back. We you know we, we're hoping to be sort of back in the black within the period of maybe you know three to four weeks, which is great. Look, everyone stayed employed. Um, you know, we've kept everyone on. We've even grown a little bit. Um, We've found a whole bunch of new customers during this time. But, you know, I'm still a little bit, you know, I'm not buying huge amounts of product, let's put it that way. I'm still feeling things out as to, you know, where things are going. Um, it's I guess it's a wait and see thing. I think realistically we could be stuck with this for a while and, you know, we have to make do with what we have and and sort of continue to keep sort of, you're coming up with new ideas look at the moment you know we're we're a grocer shop we're a bakery we're a cafe we're a bottle shop we're a delivery business um you know on top of being a pub now um you know we just got to keep trying new things and whatever it takes to stay afloat Mm. i'm going to finish the last podcast for the first week of dirty linen with a very important question what makes a good chicken parmigiana? Our wonderful, beautiful chef Nathan is, is an inspired, inspired man. Um, he had a, a meat smoker sitting in his what he calls his boneyard. He's got a backyard at home full of just the most wonderful pieces of hospitality equipment. We found out we were talking. He says, "I've got a smoker in my backyard." This is in the middle of the the lockdown. I was like, "Good lord, mate, let's go and get it." So we got it. We set it up on the street. And started smoking things. Um, Nath's curing and smoking his own hams now. Wow. And putting it on the palmers. And it is to absolutely die for. I mean, there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle of a palmer. Um, <laughs> there's that. And I suppose at the moment it's the ability to deliver it really quickly while the chips are still fresh. That's what makes a good palmer. That's life goals right there, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was 70% of what we were selling food-wise when we were in lockdown. It was remarkable. I think Seriously. people were just 
nostalgic for a Palmer. Um, yeah, and look, we weren't relying on third-party delivery. We'd rush it out there. Um, well, we ended up having races around the corner to see how fast we could get to certain houses that kept kept ordering off us. But, yeah, that's a trick. You've got to be quick with this. Um, but, yeah, that ham, I'm telling you, it's to die for. It's wonderful. Sounds so good. I'm coming down for one. Thank you so much, Toby, for rounding off the first week of Dirty Linen. It's been so great to have a chat. It's great to hear the optimism in your voice and I'm sure the cherry tree is going to go from strength to strength. Thanks a lot, mate. Oh, thanks, Denny. Cheers. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about. We spend a week thrashing around each issue, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This.